Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Today we've got another sort of freestyle episode in a sense of wrapping up our time on the Gold Coast together. It's always so much fun and lots of laughs. And then it was very eye-opening for us to realize, hey, we're on the beach now. Summer's well and truly coming. Where are we going with our training, building, cutting? What do you do? And I know a lot of you will be in the same boat as well. So we'll talk about the show. We'll talk about our future goals. And we'll talk about something special that got released on our podcast. Hey. Yes, so excited um, for these rewind episodes to come out. But just before we move into that, I feel like I had the best sleep last night, like nine and a half hours. And I think I've just caught up after the weekend because I don't know if you guys were watching. It was such a big show and I was exhausted. We both got down the Friday um, and then obviously it was Rego night and then Saturday the show was like so long. Um, and Wasn't then, it? Oh, and then Sunday I caught an early flight back. So I was like exhausted. How did you pull up after getting back on, on Sunday? Yeah, look, to be honest, I did leave the show early to go <laughs> to the beach. <laughs> no, we were by the hotel pool and then the sun ran out. So then we ended up going to the beach. You stayed there till probably three o'clock, which is when the morning show ended. Normally it would end around lunchtime. So I did a bit of a sneak in, just ducked out to get some mm-hmm. sun. Um, and then I sort of picked and chose where I would put my energy. So we got dressed up, took the photos, said hi to everyone and kind of ducked out. Whereas you had um, a client competing, which is exciting. So obviously you're going to stay there for that. But yeah, I think I pulled up a little bit better because I gave myself some more beach time and pool time, to be honest, but still pretty cooked because you get so excited. There's lots of hugging, lots of screaming. Mm. People came up to us in the street and lifted us up. For a selfie, literally holding us. It was so funny. But <laughs> yeah, you, you sort of pour your cup empty in a good way, but it definitely yeah. takes time to recharge. Oh, for sure, for sure. And we're like, we didn't even compete, guys. So sorry for <laughs> anyone that's listening. <laughs> we're exhausted. Like, my uh, feet hurt. All these heels, they weren't even that high. What yeah, that with us. <laughs> honestly, since um since COVID and since lockdown, to be honest, I've really had to like desensitize myself and get back into socializing, like with that much excitement. Um, I was always really good at being really social, like, but now I often find that I just need my alone time. And like what you said, like even between shows, you know, when you've had enough in terms of just like stimulation uh, in the environment and listen to this, this is hilarious. (laughs) So I got on the plane, right. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to pass out now and just sleep for the whole way home. I oh, kid no. you not. This guy next to me spoke to me for the whole two and a half hour trip home. I even had my headphones in listening to the podcast and he was that like trying to chat. Worst. Bless, love. About what? I don't even know his job, his life, his girlfriend. Oh, that is the <laughs> worst. And I said to daddy, I was saying to daddy on the weekend, honestly, I just attract them. People give me their life story. I make eye contact with someone. All of a sudden it's like D&M's on the train or something. <laughs> so I'm like on the plate and bless. Like this guy was so lovely and, um, you know, so lovely, but yeah, I just I didn't get that break on the plane. <laughs> oh went, my god! Oh, and then it was straight into Monday. But look, oh. I'm not complaining. It was such an amazing weekend. Um, it was so nice to see everyone. It really does fill your cup up. But even just being able to see you, Danny, in the flesh, I'm like, I know. Danny. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it was a really good weekend overall. 
It is fun, and I definitely go up there for the socialising as well. Mm. I mean, if you weren't there and my other friends, I probably wouldn't wouldn't go. I mean, the show is great, but I feel like there's so many new faces, and it's not the OGs, which is amazing. Yeah. But all of us OGs have now got kids, or you know, completely different um, chapters in their life, which yes. is so fine. It's the natural progression of life to to do all those things but um yeah it's just so fun that we get to hang out you know we had our late night dnms i think that's why i was a bit tired too oh me too because i was actually tired on that saturday night i think it was or friday night whatever it was and then you're like danny you're tired i'm like oh and then you jumped on the bed i'm like oh no we'll just stay <laughs> up and then we chatted talked shit for another hour yeah. it was just cute it was yeah. so fun level up up late I yes <laughs> <laughs> for all of the big brother um era out there big brother, was, up late. big brother up late um but yeah we'll get into the episode but i wanted to start off first by saying uh last week um i believe by the time this episode's released you guys would have seen us release a new series uh, of the podcast called level up rewind i'm pumped i'm so I'm excited pumped. for this because for <laughs> a long time danny and i have actually been trying to condense some of the podcast to make sure that you know we can give some episodes that are a little bit short because I am mindful that, you know, an hour is a long time to probably listen to us talk shit. <laughs> I love that a lot of you guys listen to the whole episodes. Uh, but even I really do enjoy some shorter episodes of different podcasts when I listen to them as well. And we have done so much and often some of the best stuffs towards the end of podcasts, if you guys haven't noticed. So we've introduced this Level Up Rewind to be able to pull some snippets out from old um, episodes that are still amazing and still very relevant um, and give you guys some bites pieces that you can listen to anywhere on the go uh, and just get a little bit more of us um, without us recording a whole nother episode. So they've been released um, as of this week, but this will be released in another week's time uh, at least. And we would really love to hear your feedback, even though it's um it's content from previous episodes, still a lot of work that goes into being able to put out more content on a weekly basis. And we did want to be able to introduce another um, podcast or just another piece of, um, you know, information through the platform on a weekly basis and this is sort of our meeting halfway and being able to deliver a little bit more so we'd love to hear your feedback guys we really do appreciate it um, when you leave reviews or let us know on the Spotify or the podcast app, like how you're enjoying the podcast. So definitely do leave us a review if you are enjoying um, or have enjoyed the little bite-sized episodes. Yeah, awesome, um, awesome explanation there. So Tuesday and Thursdays are level up days. And oh. often people listen to the same episode a few times. And even with me, you know, you read a book, but then you might read it again. So even if you have listened to all of the episodes, and a, a mm. lot of people have, which is still blows my mind, we've just got another little snippet of maybe yeah. one of the, the first episodes and, and all of that, or, you know, the highest ranking ones, we've taken little snippets out, just if you want a little quick mm. five minute reminder of something just to to be with us again it's um yeah I'm excited for this so mm. it's still great value and then you might sort of be prompted to go back to that episode if you heard a little mm. part of it um yeah. we love interacting with you guys now we can't always reply to every share and every tag but we do see them and we are always so grateful uh one thing as Sherelle said we love getting reviews on the mm -hmm. actual podcast platforms because that encourages the podcast to grow in that way we've got our Instagram audience, which is amazing, 
but we would love to take Spotify and and take the Apple platform um, for a ride and just really grow there. So any review, even if you just leave the stars and don't write anything, I'm pretty sure you can do that. Um, that would be awesome. So we'd really appreciate that, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Because Danny and I do sit down and go through them and, you know, have a look at the feedback um, and, you know, really take it on. And that was the one of the big reasons why we sort of wanted to do the Level Up Rewind because we knew that you guys wanted more. Um, and we had, you know, got an inkling that sometimes the episodes are long and that's fine. Like I actually really enjoy a long episode, but I feel like you're in a different frame of mind when yeah. you want a long episode versus a short episode as well. So that's why we're bringing it in. And I always, already got a really good message this morning, Danny, of someone saying the first episode was um, about weight game and um like post-comp also muscle building phases or in surpluses and like the mindset around dealing with weight gain that was our first rewind and I got a great message from um a, a gal who said that she sent the the podcast snippet to a lot of her clients post-comp because you know it's only oh. four minute listen and I was like that's great right it's like answering the question so like here you go here you go and I oh, do that good. Podcast all the time I'm like well, uh, just listen to this because I can't really give you an answer in, you know, something that's quite detailed and need context. So hopefully this is a way that um, we can obviously give you guys individual value. But if you are enjoying any parts of the um, podcast, send it to a friend because that is the, the best way that podcasts actually grow. The majority of podcasts grow through word of mouth. And whether that's actually you guys sharing it on your Instagram story, um, leaving a review, right? So then that sort of funnels up in the algorithm on Spotify um, or sending it to someone and being like, hey, I know you've been you know, going through this or I think you'd really like this episode. That's how we grow. And that's how we make sure that we can invest more time and money and energy uh, into the platform. Platform. Yeah, amazing. And we never really talk about this side of it because we've always just put episodes out and it is what it is. But always after the weekend where we are at the WBFF shows, we still get people coming up to us and just expressing how much the podcast has helped them. So it's always a really beautiful reminder mm. for you and I, Sherelle, to actually look into the eyes of the people that are listening. It's just so cool. So that's why we're like, right, let's just get it out there as far as we can to as many people as we can. You know, we're just here to try and help, have a bit of fun and yeah, just create that that community that we've already got, but just extend that. It's just so mm. nice yeah yeah for sure so really pumped to be able to deliver them um and yeah we might move on so we're going to do a bit of a wrap-up we've always done a wrap-up from the wbff uh weekends and you know i feel like as we get older danny it just evolves and it changes a little bit more <laughs> but this show and for those who don't um know this was a pro am show mm. so that basically means um all the pro athletes or the wbff pros um competed in the morning as well as the amateur show which was in in the afternoon and that's the main reason why it went for so long so it started it was at nine or ten o'clock ten o'clock doors 10 open o'clock. at nine yeah to ten three thirty to three thirty oh, wow. i think there was 280 competitors um yep. which you know it doesn't sound like a lot but when you think about 280 individual competitors coming out doing their routine and they go it is a lot and probably like 200 of them are bikini right like literally <laughs> the bikini yep. category is just so wild and it goes back to you know the episode we did recently danny on bodybuilding and how the fitness industry's changed I don't know. I think competing in terms of the bikini stuff is still very, very popular. I don't think that that's going out. It's definitely overtaking bodybuilding. Yeah, in that federation anyway, or a lot of different federations, but it was so cool to see not only like the large amount of um, competitors, but we haven't had a pro 
lineup since mm. 2019 and that's the last year that we actually mm. competed that's we, true. we yeah. went into lockdown um and then so some of these pros had you know three years of never competing as a pro and then they came and did that and you can just tell who's who's been in the game for a while like not mm. not to say that some of the amateurs weren't standouts but the difference I think they're a little bit more mature they carry themselves on stage they're sexy they're confident they've been practicing they know they're amazing mm-hmm. like it was so cool to watch the pros do their thing and yeah. there were so many standouts and it was freaking amazing so that yeah. was awesome to finally have the pros do their thing um mm. for the first time in three years massive mm. yeah yeah I didn't realize that actually because we were sort of in and out of lockdown so much right I sort of forgot that it was the first time but yeah as you said I remember sitting in the audience for the pro show and just being like everyone's incredible I feel so bad for the judges like everyone's so different and I think that's one of the biggest um key differences with the WBFF is they sort of reward a little bit of individuality um and uniqueness so when you look at a lineup you can have bikini and you can have like so many different looks styles stage presence posing like everyone's so different um and yeah it was just so cool to be able to see so many people that you know have just worked their ass off to get up there especially in the pro lineup um it's just a whole nother level but one thing that I've really observed a lot especially with um like even a lot of the pro lineup I would say is probably our era still of competing, like probably our. Um, yeah, a couple of newbies who turned pro in this yep. year and they just went straight for October, which is amazing, but still some people from our time. Yeah, for sure. And I think the biggest thing that um, I observe is for competing and for like muscle building and bodybuilding, women really do peak later in their 20s, early in their 30s um, in terms of muscle maturity, um, how they look confidence, right? Like you stop giving yeah. a fuck after the age of like 27. You're like, okay, I'm, <laughs> you know, I've got me sass, me confidence. I'll just, I'll do me. Um, and you can, you can really see that. So even for a lot of the guys, even when I look back at old photos of when I used to um, compete, like in the early years, you just don't have dense muscle maturity, like in the glutes and the quads and the shoulders and back. Uh, And as you become more trained over time, that muscle, it's not that it gets harder. I don't know what the right frame is, but there must be something that happens on a muscle fiber level where the density of muscle just becomes so much more mature. And Mm. I guess as people get more aged, they get grainy, right? Like on the other side of the spectrum, obviously leanness comes into play here too, but I can see it, right? Even with the bikini girls, just like thick, dense quads, thick, dense glutes, uh, and they just retain it so much more than probably what an amateur might go through where they do lose a hell of a lot of weight. They probably lose a good, like a a chunk of body um, muscle as well. Whereas I would say the pros, like when you look at it, you can just tell that they're well-trained. Whereas a lot of the amateurs, like, you you know, it's just part of it. When you first start haven't been training for a long period of time you're probably going to come in and you will feel really small and not so much lean and muscular um but that was my biggest observation just from watching the pro lineup in comparison to the amateurs yeah you really can tell who's been training you know for for years and years and we've definitely been in both sides of the spectrum I mean we started then we came in quite tiny in our first show and that's normal we were young we were more immature like you just age so beautifully and then that's not only reflected in your stage presence but then as you said in that beautiful muscle mass that you Mm. you just have and even I was looking at the over 35s I'm like you guys are unreal I don't know if it's because I'm 30 now but I'm like holy fuck you guys look so good like it's just so sexy I love it so much like 
But it was, yeah, as you said, everyone brought their individual flair. And Mm. something I noticed with bikinis that I hadn't seen before, they're not the traditional shape anymore where they sort of cover everything. Like how many cutout bikinis did you notice? Like it was so, the designs were just so different the colors like lots of contrasting colors you had like green and pink together or green and red together stuff like that Mm. different cuts the the theme wear was different you know um it was just really it was a spectacular show and it it was a performance it was um Mm. it was like you're in theater it was just amazing such great entertainment yeah, for sure. I completely agree. The bikinis just always um, get that new level. And I also feel like the posing's changed a lot over the last Hasn't it? year or two. And it's good. You know, it's good to see things yeah. changing and evolve with the timing. And I actually really like that the WBFF is um, moving away from being such bodybuilding. I think um, it's such a smart business move, to be honest, to go with that time. But then also for a lot of the competitors, just because of the criteria, it makes a more enjoyable um, experience Uh And then the other piece with it is people are more likely to come back, I feel as though, with the WBFF. They're not burnt um, to the ground and they usually, not always, but from my experiences, it's such a nice vibe backstage and everyone's so lovely. And even in the event, like you're sitting with people, you're talking with people, it's like so much more than just the show, right? Like Mm -hmm. whereas a bodybuilding traditionally, it's all geared up just to the show. Like no one talks backstage, you're in your own head um, and that's just the way it is and you perform, you get off and you just plan the next one whereas this because it's such a big event such a big weekend and I always say this to any of my girls like if you're going to compete you better get more out of it than just the show because if you're just there for the show like there's like how many you know probably 200 other bikini competitors in bikini short (laughs) like it's a literally (laughs) Um, but if you can make friendships if you can build some confidence if you can like develop other characteristics if you can get some awesome shots and just be like yeah I'm proud of myself that's where the real win comes from and even for us like we were reflecting it's like oh yeah we met through the wbff or competing actually yeah. before that didn't we but um yeah there was lots of different uh i guess values that we got from competing and now we go right we're just like <laughs> you know like there's so much more when it comes to competing than just you know stage day well it, it shows because we haven't competed in 2019 and we're still going to every single show yeah. we get on an airplane and we get excited for it yeah. so it's just a testament to the beautiful community and and what comes out of it aside from just being on stage um but my hat does go off to all of the new competitors because to do that show for your first show would have been very scary and overwhelming I don't know how I would have gone personally but (laughs) like well done to everyone who competed on that day it was fully sold out so like 2,000 people in the theater which was amazing um and then so much happening so much stimulation competitors everywhere family friends screaming all of it, loud music, everything. So well done to everyone who stepped on stage, regardless of your placing, because that was one of the biggest shows in a very, very, very long time. Mm. So you tackled that beast. Uh, yeah, we just want to reward you for that. Yeah, it's it's so big. It's the pro-AM shows. They just they really um, drag out and there's a lot of energy. And for anyone that has competed, like it might be worth going back and listening to any of our post-comp uh, episodes because I know we've done quite a few. Obviously, Danny and I have been through it a lot um, ourselves and it's so mental. Do you know what I mean? Like it's such a mental um, journey post-show. And I always like to frame people like, 
So many people give everything to their first comp, like everything. They're willing to sacrifice everything. And sometimes that's, you know, a good thing. But then the more that you sacrifice and the harder you prep, the harder the reverse and the harder the the exit sort of strategy. So you have to really be prepared for it. And when you're in a prep, you're not thinking about the exit. You're just not. You're like so focused on the stage day and the outcome. Um, And that's normal. That's just human instinct. But once you've done the show, you really need to get your shit together in the first two weeks. Have a couple of days. Do what you want, eat the foods that you said you couldn't have, etc. Um, but then recognize that you're going to have body dysmorphia. You're going to have some form of eating disorder, right? Like we all have some disordered eating um, habits, right? Like who thinks cauliflower rice is nice, right? Only when you're in prep. We're eating cucumbers. Right? <laughs> yeah, the cucumbers. Disordered ways of eating um, at the end of a show to get lean. It's just what happens, right? The same with training. Sometimes you can develop like a, a bit of a, a grind mentality with cardio. And- yeah, you just smash yourself. Yeah, you have to reverse out of that mentally as well as physically. And I've seen so many situations where it goes wrong, so many horror stories. And even I've had bad experiences. Like I've definitely had bad comps um, post-comp where it's like, you know, being a little bit more tricky and it's only in hindsight that you can look back and go, okay, I should have done this and this and this. I just couldn't see it. So those episodes, um, post-comp episodes, we might be able to pop them in the in the show notes. Like yeah, we can do that. Yeah, yeah, really helpful for anyone that's sort of going into that next chapter just to be able to flick their mindset into that, okay, build, recover, restore phase yeah. um, that's so vital to go through, especially if you ever want to get back on stage. Yeah, and those principles go for anyone who's, you know, reached a certain goal, whether it be on stage or not. So if you reach a, a goal weight, it's so important to then not – just have the event and then drop all of your habits and drop the ball um, and all of the processes that everything, all of the processes that got you to that position. So if you have a coach, stay with your coach mm. for a little bit longer. Don't just be like, great, I made it to stage, see you later. Like stay with your coach, continue to set goals, even if it means, you know, planning a photo shoot for a month's time in, in December or something like that or reaching a new weight in the gym in terms of how heavy you're lifting, like still give yourself that stimulus to to still work to something so mm. you just don't crash. Like yeah. because, you know, what goes up must come down and we do have that that adrenaline crash. I mean, we had a mini one after the weekend. Imagine <laughs> after a prep, you know what I mean? So yeah. rest when you need to, do what you need to, but then keep your processes. And if it was truly a great prep, you're going to miss the gym. Like mm. I was talking to some competitors, um, at our gym who who compete and like, I'm just so happy to be back into training and do, doing all the things I love. And that's yeah. how, you know, it's a good mindset. Absolutely. But don't feel bad if, if you have all other feelings coming up because it's completely normal, but just get some guidance. You yeah. don't have to do it alone. No. If you leave your coach, honestly, in the first couple of months after you finish your show, it's a stupid decision. And I say yeah, that from a place it. of love. Because, um, yeah, I've heard of people, honestly, putting on like 10 kilos in the first month and just sort of blowing out, feeling ashamed and embarrassed, not knowing where to go. And if you've got a good relationship with your coach, like they're going to be your biggest cheerleader um, and they're going to know where to refer out. Like a good coach is like a good GP, right? Like yes. they know where to send people. They know like how to sort of manage you. They know they know you as a person, like they've really gotten you there. So make sure you put just as much energy into that post-comp initial, you know, four-week phase. Um, so important to set yourself up. You're going to gain weight, like you're going to gain um, body fat. It's the point. Um, so you just have to be mentally prepared for that. And I think goal setting at this stage is really important too like knowing what you're working towards as well because some people can get that big drop they feel like they've got no goals left there's not there's nothing left and we're 
all been there. It's normal when it's like a lot of people get it after getting married, right? They have like, or having a baby, you know, they just have these big significant events in their life. And what's significant for you might not be for someone else and vice versa. So obviously if you've competed, that's been something that you've been working towards for months, years, ideally. Um, And now that you've achieved that, it can come with this wave of almost depression, like sadness and, and, you know, it's over and what now and hopelessness. So reignite that, do some goal setting. We'll link the post um, comp episode uh, below for you guys, um, for anyone that feels like they need it. Um, But something I was going to touch on as well, like wrapping that up, Danny, like when we got there, right, we were like, Oh, it's such nice weather. <laughs> and we had, we, we'd said we're going to get our bench session in. We're like, yeah. Yeah, we planned it early. I'm like, Sherelle, let's bench. You're benching again. Let's bench yeah. on Friday. You're like, yep, done. Bench, right? I was like, all right, cool. I've just started bench again. Daddy can help me out here. Um, but yeah, then we got there and we're like, oh, the weather's so nice. You know, should we go to the beach or should we go to the gym? And of course, we chose the gym. No, I'm kidding. We chose the gym. <laughs> Of course, we chose the beach. Um, But it got me thinking, like, last week, I only got two training sessions in. um, And, and like, oh, so fine. I was like, you know, that's fine. It means I had a good time while I was away. Um, I had more things to do. But in the past, it got me thinking uh, that in the past, I I probably would have beaten myself up a lot more uh, if I didn't get my training sessions in being like, you know, be the hardest worker in the room, get it done, like squeeze it in. Of course you've got time. This whole I don't have time mentality, you know, yeah. would just eat on you. Um, and, you know, we went to the beach and we had a good time. It was a big weekend. I can't even imagine having fit, fitted in training sessions while I was away now. But I think it's a really important frame of mind um, to be able to tap into um, and recognise that it's okay if you miss a few training sessions. Yeah, and, you know, we thought we'd have time to do both. And then as things, you know, I took forever to get my bag because I haven't mastered minimalization with packing like you have. You're just in and off the plane with your one bag. You know, we had the the hold up at the bag area. Then we realized, okay, we looked at each other in the back of the cab and we're like, okay, we're going to have to pick. And and it wasn't even a question because (laughs) how often do you and I get to hang out and Mm. just have fun you know we were there for a holiday as well we've been working so hard all year we really just wanted to maximize the opportunity that would enhance our lifestyle Mm. and for that moment it was to have fun enjoy each other's company and see the sunshine that we haven't seen in a very long time you know what I mean so it is interesting how in the past we would kind of go for that very masculine energy of nope we said we were going to do it we have to do it and and address like all the voices that would come up if we changed our mind. But mm. as I've gotten older and as we've gotten older, we've recognized the benefit of pivoting decisions, you know, yeah. as business owners, but also as, you know, older women now, we're, we're getting more mature with our decisions. Pivoting is actually such a great superpower to have because mm-hmm. so many people make one decision and then they stick with it for the sake of it. Like, for example, if I turn on a movie, I know, I know it's shit. I just turn it off, mm. you know, where somebody oh, like, yeah. no, we, we, I've sat down now, I've committed, and then they waste three hours on garbage. It's like, no, pivot your decisions, mould your lifestyle around what you want in that moment and recognise mm. that that is the best decision for you at that time. So you can't yeah. regret it. If it feels good at the time and it's, you know, a decision that you want to do, go for it. And I don't regret anything. It's, nah, it's, it's good that you say that too. Like I honestly do the same thing with books. Like if okay. I'm reading a book and I'm like, this is shit, why push yourself through it and make yourself finish it? So many people are like, oh, we're going to finish the books. It's like, it's not my fault. <laughs> they 
hook me in the first few chapters. Like I'm not going to waste my time, like weeks, finishing a book. I get frustrated at that because I'm like, no, no, no. Like read heaps of books, stop more of them, right, and finish the ones and read them again that you really enjoyed. We've probably all got like a handful of books that we just got a lot out of. And every time you read it it again, you just get something new. You're in a different frame of mind. You're in a different life um, and a different chapter. And so you interpret it in a different way and take different lessons from it. So I'm completely the same with you. Like time is precious. Life is really precious. And I'm always about like minimum effective dose in like everything, yeah. like training, um, like what is the most amount that I can get away with in terms of like eating, how flexible can I be with my nutrition in general? Um, and it's important because I think so long people have rewarded like what's the most you can do rather than what's the least and it's such an interesting like flick because if it's like well what's the minimum effective dose that you can get the same result um it's almost seen as lazy but i just actually see it as smart very smart it also depends who you're talking to i mean you and i and a lot of our listeners are overachievers we always tend to do too much as our natural default or in the past anyway so it's very different if you're talking to kind of gem pop or someone who needs that kick up the ass very different language, but for the sake of, you know, addressing our audience, we are talking to the overachievers, the ones mm. who will just go and go and go and go. Pulling back is actually better for you and it's a better quality of life. I mean, when I was competing, I was single for that whole time, so five or six years, you know, compromised social life, did everything that I had to do in my eyes, moved out of home just so I didn't have distractions. Like it was very mm. all in and I definitely don't regret it, but now I've recognized, cool, that was a small time in my life. I'm going to change to a life where I, I have my relationship. I go out to dinners. I travel. I, you know, different, different energy. It's, it's been interesting. And we've spoken about it before on different episodes, but just because a certain part of you have served you doesn't mean you have to stay the same. Mm. Like pivot based on your goals and what you want to achieve going forward. And your character changes all the time. So just mm. embrace that. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that's been a lot with um, my training, honestly, this year as well. Like I was the same. I think at the start, you, a lot of us are like, when we don't know, when we don't have flexibility, we only have rigidity. So at the start of like nutrition and training, for example, when we first start, when we didn't have the wisdom that we have now or the experiences, we just thought, okay, meal plan or 1200 calories um, or, you know, this training split, we didn't have flexibility. And this happens for a lot of us throughout health and fitness, but the more knowledge that we gain, the more wisdom, the more experience, the more flexible we can become because we understand principles over methods and structures and systems, right? Like we no longer just rely on someone else's method we know it's just an underlying principle and I can just Mm. do it whatever way I want Um, and I feel like definitely the last couple of years I've evolved a lot in terms of like training and nutrition for that Uh, and you learn a lot like being really rigid and really structured because you learn what works you learn how hard it is and you learn that flexibility is probably the only way Um, and I love when other people learn that for themselves too because like you said we're the type of person that's always going to overdo it so when we do drop a couple of training sessions our body's like oh thank god you know ache start aching you start sleeping better you know you'll have a refeed for example you'll you'll go out for dinner and just eat more calories um your body will thank you for it and you can then prove to yourself that that little bit more flexibility is actually doing good rather than harm which is what our fear centers in our brain tell us it's going to do if you go over your calories if you drop your training like this will happen uh we disprove it to ourselves. so i think being able to go away on holidays and you know drop some training sessions i'm always like always encouraging other people to do that one i think when you go to different gyms 
this as well. Like your risk of injury can go up a little bit if you're trying yeah. to push the same weight, do the same thing. Um, two, like holidays are, are supposed to be enjoyed. And of course, if movement and the gym is a part of that, like do it, but treat it as like a deload. Treat it as like a, I'm just here to move my body because that's what makes me feel good. And I definitely like to do it when time's not crunched, but that's another big one for me. If I don't have the time, feeling rushed and being rushed during a train session has far more um, negative implications than getting it done now yeah. at this level. Um, I don't know if any of that resonates with you, Danny, or that's how you feel like you've changed over the last couple of years. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like I trained on the Sunday actually because I had quite a relaxing time Saturday and mm. then I went and trained with a couple of friends after you had left. Um, but it was it was just a nice movement session. You know, we didn't train Friday, yeah. Saturday. It didn't matter. I would have happily had three days off, but we woke up early, went back an hour daylight savings. We had all this time. Like, you know what, let's get to the gym. Mm. There was no way I was going to squat or deadlift and try and hit PBs. It was just about mm. having a laugh, having fun, moving my body there. So I never go in with the intention to put on my best performance of a lifetime, but I'll put on my best performance for that day, yeah. whatever that looks like. So it definitely resonates. Um, we go on a lot of walks naturally when we go on holidays, but there's no right or wrong. Mm. If we get clients that come to us and say, okay, I need to stick to my training program over there, what can I do? And if I, if I notice a sense of sort of attachment to the program, it's very important, I know you do this too, to have that chat with your client and say, hey, which kind of holiday do you want? Do you mm. want to to go there and relax and spend time maybe with family that you haven't seen for a while or, you know, spend time with whoever you're going on a holiday with or just time to yourself? That's totally fine. Or mm. do you want to go for your walks and, and do a bit of movement? If so, that's fine. Just recognise that the gym's going to be different. You might not even find a gym. You might have to go outside, but that's okay too. So mm. it's not just about sticking to the same plan that you've got in your hometown when you go away because yep. what's the point of going away? You mm. don't want to come back and feel like you need another holiday. So there's definitely no right or wrong. And as you said earlier, your body can thank you for that rest. Like we respond so well to having rest that mm. that might be more beneficial than actually pushing too hard, to be honest, too. So it can really work both ways. Yeah. And you've got to be flexible and you've got to change like your training approach um, as you sort of, you know, become more advanced. And as we we're talking about at the start, like muscle um, density and all those things, it's just an age and time thing, consistency. So when you understand that that is the single most important variable, um, towards getting to your goal like having a week off here and there and you know dropping a training session and being flexible is the uttermost important thing to be able to adopt over time otherwise you just end up burning yourself out and I definitely yep. know a handful of people that go all in to the point where they just resent training and they just don't want to go to the gym you know and they don't like it and I think that's damaging right for obviously consistency um, but I generally love training and I honestly think it's because I just have a minimum effective dose like yep. don't get me wrong like every session doesn't feel great um, but the, the overall thing is that I really like it. Um, and even on that, Danny, like something I was thinking about the other day is when we first start training, right, like we, we're so immune to doing a lot. Like we might, you know, hit the gym six days a week. Um, we might do like 25 working sets. Like we just, we're volume bunnies and we just do a lot of work, a lot of frequency. Um, but as you become more aged, 
and like trained, that has to change because you mm. become stronger. Um, so you might need actually more working sets or warm-up sets, I should say, um, to be able to get to your working sets and your recovery changes because you're lifting so much more. Um, the intensity in your workouts um, goes up a lot. You're doing more complicated lifts. And, man, I've felt that over the last six months. So, like, when you first start, if you think like a bell curve, right, like at the bottom when you first start training, you can you sort of do minimum effective dose when you first start because you're getting sore and everything. Yeah. And as you become more advanced you can handle a lot right like we've spoken about like when we were like 18 19 like 20, yeah like how much we used to be able to get away with and then as you get more aged again then it sort of starts to come back down and i'm like holy shit 18 working sets are gassing me and now yeah. i'm at that point where i'm like i think i need to reduce my training volume um, or condense things or just be a bit more specialized in phases of what I'm actually focusing on so I can give certain muscle groups a break and just cycle things around a little bit differently. And that's been interesting to be like, oh my God, I think I'm getting to that advanced stage where like your training has to become even more um, intelligent or more condensed. Yeah. And what I've noticed as we age as well, so on a physiological level, our ligaments aren't as lax. Like kids are so bendy from, from babies. You see them putting their, like they can chew on their own foot. Like they're <laughs> yeah. so tiny. And then kids, they're just up and down around, you know, and, and teenagers super bendy. So you can actually get away with lifting in a different way as a child, mm. just because you're, you're like an elastic band. Yep. So that obviously changes with age. But then I also think perhaps as we get older, we have different stresses in our life. I mean, work, family, all these mm. responsibilities that weigh on you physically and mentally. Like when we were younger, Sherelle, we could just go to the gym and that was our daily event. Yeah. Like I would literally be like, call up a friend, cool, let's try out this gym and spend like three hours there training, taking selfies, and then that'll be the day. But now we need to slot in the gym amongst, you know, developing apps, what we're doing, recording the podcast, maintaining relationships, like all of these mm. really cool things. But the gym, although we we schedule it in like an appointment, the gym isn't the only thing that we do in a day. So I feel like those two things are factors as well, just on that aging pace. Yeah, it's mm. definitely a thing. Yeah, absolutely. That that mental component, right, like definitely comes in and weighs on you. But even the physical stuff too, I think we just have to adopt and change. And it comes back down to that point of being okay to pivot and being yes. okay to sort of be like, okay, well, just because this has always worked doesn't mean it should always work. And even for me, like the last couple of years during December, usually like over Christmas, New Year's, I have a good chunk of time off the gym. Even if I do really want to go, I was sort of like almost force myself to really just like allow myself to have more time with family and friends, go to the beach, enjoy the summer, do a bit of cardio outdoors and like just allow all my joints and everything a really good deload because even for me, like muscle we, we think so much about just the muscle, but like what about all ligaments and tendons, connective tissue and other structures that we don't even think about? Mm. Um, they need a break too and their recovery and healing time is so much slower than what muscle tissue is too. So I found over the last couple of years, like pulling back in December um, and over that period, both training intensity and even frequency, like to be honest, if I drop a session here or there, it's just served me so much getting into the new year. And then obviously I keep everything else tight. Like I don't let all my other processes go. Like Usually when I'm not training as hard or as much, I will actually put more attention into my nutrition and just make sure I'm having flexibility, but that I'm not, you know, going back for seconds all the time and Christmas. Yeah. We, we know that, that can happen. Um, but yeah, I've just found that a really nice sort of cycle for me rather than, you know, the typical person sort of like going all in on summer. I actually love 
love to have a bit of a break when the gyms are flocked everywhere ones in there started January I'm like you guys I'll be here in winter like really turning it up so I found that that's worked for me well over the last couple of years too yeah nice because what's this summer going to look like for you in terms of where are you going to be you're going to go see your family or what are you doing yeah so we're actually going to have Christmas at um my new place uh, for the first time yeah so Luke and I live on opposite sides of the state um in terms of our families so we've never actually spent Christmas together in like the seven or eight years I can't believe that (laughs) <laughs> yeah, um, we've always gone home to our sort of our families. So this year we're going to host it um, at our new place. And so cool. yeah, it's just going to be here. So I'm so excited for summer. Like I feel like last year and obviously the year before, like with all the lockdowns and stuff, I really haven't had like a summer since I've left the hospital, to be honest. So always been in lockdown um so I'm keen to be able to spend like way too long at the beach, work on me tan um, and just <laughs> chill out. It's gonna yeah. Be good. You definitely earned you? it. Um, yeah, 100% the same. Well, not 100% the same, to be honest. That's very niche. We, we don't Come remember. over. <laughs> <I know. laughs> that was my way of trying to invite myself down there. But um, what are we doing? I suppose just enjoying the summer as well in a sense yeah. of no restrictions. Like last summer we had to wear a mask on the beach, remember? Mm. And it's like, oh, my God. So just fully embracing, as you said, trying to get a tan, you know, just lying down on that beach, feeling the sand. I'm, I just love it so much. Um, in terms of traveling, I'll be going down to Melbourne for Christmas, which was cute because it was actually Paul's idea. He really wanted to spend it, um, with my nieces and nephew, which just kills me. It's so cute. So we'll do that, but really low key. Normally Mm. we do big family things. Um, Paul's got a massive family, but we're going to keep it low key, just spend some time together in terms of training, I mean, having having a gym it makes things a little bit easier, obviously. So all of my training sessions I want in the morning. So yeah. really I used to train sort of maybe 1, 2 o'clock and then it would just mm. drag on. Wake up early, get it done in whatever way that that looks like. I'm, I'm not here to break world records. I just want to get in there, get it done, and then spend time um, hanging out on the beach and all of that. And then um, our nighttime walks as well, which is really cute because then we get to spend time together and just do that. So I think I'm actually going to be moving a lot more, but mm-hmm. with the idea of having a more relaxed lifestyle in a sense of spending time with people, enjoying the beach and all of that. Mm-hmm. So I think incidentally I'm I'm moving a lot more, but Paul is doing a bit of a, a cut mm-hmm. just because, again, he hasn't competed since 2019. So we went from, yeah, moving, like competing in 2019, then we changed states, moved together, got in lockdown, you know, things were crazy as it was for everyone else. We haven't really done like a diet together. So mm-hmm. I'm not shredding for summer, so to speak, but it's more just an incidental diet because Paul's doing it and then, I just want to get out and about more, to be honest, rather than being glued to the computer. Yeah. Do you know what's so funny? Like I'm literally doing all of that, what you've just said. So like from from next week, I've moved all of my sessions to like 7.30, 8 o'clock because I'm the same. Like I just train better in the morning. Um, I struggle with the heat as well. Like when I train in the heat, I just, I struggle with that midday. And I was the same. I was just finding like the midday was just taking too much of my good time um, in terms of work and stuff and just everyone else being at work. So I'm like, let's get training done early while other people are sort of just getting their self-organized and ready for the day. 
okay? Crush that out. Do it while it's cooler and it's not too hot because obviously Australia gets hot in summer. Um, and then have the rest of the day. And then same as you, I Luke and I started cutting last week. <laughs> oh, there you go. So funny. I love um, that. Yeah, it's good. And, you know, it's so not – I'm the same. Like, I feel like I haven't done a dieting phase in ages. Um, well, probably yeah. since the start of the year when I was prepping. But um, it's been it's been so long. And, you know, the more trained that you get, you know what where your weight should be sitting as yeah. well. So, like, I feel like at the start when I first started training, like, I put on a lot of weight in the first couple of years because it was a lot of muscle mass. Yeah. But as you become more advanced, like, you know that the weight gain, it's less likely to be mostly muscle um, and more likely to be a little bit of body fat. So, so yeah, Luke and I are sort of dieting until, I don't know, just before Christmas and then we'll yeah. have a little bit of a break over that Christmas New Year's period. But it's such low-stress dieting. Isn't when it? Not, I'm like, this is so easy yeah. when there's <laughs> the, when there's no show at the end of it. Not easy. But I'm like, this, there's no pressure. It's yeah. sort of like, oh, it's great. It's more fun because us going, you know, having our walks and just adding in those fun activities doesn't make it feel like a hard diet you know you tweak your routine a little bit you're mindful of what you're eating I mean I'm not even weighing myself well Mm. because our battery's flat in the scale and I'm like Uh. you know what we're just gonna leave it and again there's no rules guys so we're all about monitoring your progress but then if you don't want to you don't have to either Mm. Um, but then I just know that I'm already started starting to feel better just by adding in more fun things I suppose that's the beauty of not having a really harsh deadline which time and a Place, but you and I are here to have mm. a bit of fun off the back of what's been, you know, two or three really full on years of hard work, hustling, and and mm. now we're realizing, hey, time to pull back. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's that feels really good. Yeah, absolutely. I think um for the last I don't know like maybe uh, four months, maybe a bit longer, I've been focusing more on like a power building um style of training and you know getting back into deadlifts and squats and doing that, which I like to cycle through sort of at least once or twice a year uh, and make sure that I'm including um, more of that power based uh, work. And I'm just finished or finishing up this is the last phase actually just finishing up that power building phase and I'm like at the end I'm like give me my bodybuilding back like I'm so keen to get back into my bodybuilding how come Um, why is that because you're you're very strong yeah and I think that's the that's sort of the the thing like I'm so strong now it just takes so long to load the barbell it takes my body so much longer to recover and you know like I don't know like I guess my I'm not motivated by numbers to be honest like strength numbers like I'm I'm freaking strong and I have no issue saying that for someone that doesn't do a lot of these lifts all the time or really like focus a lot like I still like to keep the volume a little bit higher for muscle building like if it was true strength I'd strip it all back down etc I just don't care enough to be honest yeah fair enough I just don't care enough so I think for summer like when I go back to bodybuilding I prefer that style of training especially in the um the warmer months as well like less focus just on hitting pbs and more just time under tension eccentrics exercise selection that sort of stuff um and then having like a little bit more cardio in so i've been doing some running for like the last couple of months and sprinkling some more aerobic work back in and i just feel so good for it like my body just feels so much better by moving especially since like we have desk jobs right like very sedentary um getting back into running has been good because i love the performance-based stuff that i get from it like i get a little bit competitive with myself i'm like that was slow (laughs) you know or like (laughs) very fast than that and Mm. it goes so well with dieting too to be honest because the 
lighter you are, sort of the easier it gets. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Like I'm like running with boobs and an extra 15 kilos of muscle. It's not the same as when I was a lot lighter. <laughs> For sure. And it is nice just to find an activity that that gets you excited. You know, it doesn't yeah. always have to be linear and measured. But I suppose what you and I are trying to reiterate is, we always go through different training phases, mm. life phases, and that is totally fine, guys. Absolutely. We still find that people just want to find the magic answer, but mm. the, without sounding a bit whatever, the magic answer, only you know. You know mm. what you feel like doing. You know what you're ready for. Yes, you can still get help to reach that goal, but you don't always have to train like a bodybuilder. You don't always have to do strength training. You don't have to go for a run. You can do whatever you want, you know, yeah. as long as you're enjoying the process, still challenging yourself, obviously. It's not meant to be easy, but you shouldn't have to resent your process. So if you're mm. starting to resent what you're doing, then you'll probably have to make some changes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the key thing, right? Especially when it comes to cardio. Like I'm like, what do you enjoy doing? Like I absolutely hate um, like indoor cardio. I just, I, I can't. So I'm like, I need to be outdoors. And I think for anyone like to do something for a long period of time, because you don't want to do something just for a couple of weeks, right? Like you, or even a dieting phase, you want to be able to find something that you genuinely enjoy to make it sustainable. And that's what we've both done with like lifting, right, Danny? We've, we've found our styles and we've found the way in which we prefer training. We've found the things that motivate us, the things that demotivate us. Um, and we, we program according. It's like, you find your way. And that's the same with every other sort of modality, whether it's routines, ways of eating, structured um, cardio, non-structured cardio movement, whatever it might be. It's really just about trial and error to find what you know works. And honestly, the reason why dieting is so easy for us now, it's like, we know what works. Like I know what foods need to go because I can't stop. We know yeah. what foods need to come back in. Come on in cucumber. <laughs> like we know, we know, I know that cardio is more effective for me um, as well because it sort of suppresses my appetite, helps with the output. I'm already quite sedentary. Like we just yeah. know the formula um, that works for us. And that only comes through trial and error. Whereas so many people, they don't know the formula. They listen to everyone else's formula and they think that that works. And it's like, there's no shortcut. Like you no. just need to do the time and do the work to figure out what makes it feel easier um, in the long run. How exciting. And I did just want to finish on just because we're heading into summer in Australia, it doesn't mean you have to shred, you know, shred Shred for stereo. I'm going to Festival X, actually, so that's the real reason. No, but, um, you know, you don't always have to follow the stereotypical trends. You know, Sherelle and I have chosen to do this because we haven't had a dieting phase in a very long time, you know, and we want to do this, spend time with our partners, just move more. That's fine. But you might be a strength athlete and you might be getting stronger and putting on more size and embrace that too. Mm. And, yep. yes, people are going to spend time on the beach, but, you know, all bodies are freaking beautiful. It's not just about being stick thin with abs that have come from a place of punishment, okay? Obviously, naturally thin people, good on you, but just the beautiful body, it, it's a result of that mindset that you have. So mm -hmm. if you have an awesome mindset, you're kind to yourself, you know, the body follows and that confidence follows and it's just how you own yourself. So that mm. is the standout, you know, we're all so different, but we accept everyone for who they are. It's just get yourself in that loving mindset if you can, and then just own it, mm. own yourself. You know, you don't have to be like anyone else. So yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. 
Yeah, I had a um, like last summer. I definitely had a thick girl summer, and it was the yeah. best because it was like before prep, and you know, it's sort of thick. We have it the opposite in Australia, right? Like in the past, I've always dieted during um, or built during summer, and sort of dieted during winter. Of the comps. Yeah, because yeah. of the comps, and I'm like, oh, it's so much easier doing it the other way because it's warm. You don't feel like eating as much, anyways. So yeah. it makes sense. But yeah, I had a thick girl summer last summer, and it really challenges you because you're like building, you're intentionally trying to put on mass and eat more food and make sure that your body's in that sort of like anabolic state um and yeah there is like a mental element that sort of goes with it because so much of the time we hear the opposite like everyone releases their shred challenges in january and it's sort of so backwards Mm -hmm. uh but when you get out of like an annual calendar and you really just like zoom out and go what's my long-term goals you know you can be less uh emotional or subjective with your targets and even um Maddie one of our coaches is in like a a build at the moment and like I was talking to her about this the other day like she's really working she's someone has to work really hard to sort of gain weight um and she was sort of talking about it the other day of like the mindset of like just being okay with entering a building phase when you're wearing less clothes and feeling comfortable because if you can feel comfortable at your heaviest my god it is the biggest superpower and I just love the strength that you get from it like Man, I, I'm like, you feel it. Like you carry a couple more kilos. You can feel how protected your joints feel, how much more energy you've got in the gym, like how happy you are. You're not food focused. And that was something before I started this cut only like two weeks ago, a week ago, <laughs> uh, a week ago. Um, <laughs> something that I was like before, like I have a like a, a calorie deficit checklist that we use with clients, but I use it with myself too, being like, am I food focused? Like what's my mm. relationship with food? And that was a big one being like, I'm not even hungry half the time. That's a good sign that your appetite is quite regulated and stable. Cause when you go through a lot of chronic dieting or even just restriction, you're sort of constantly seeking out and thinking about your next meal and you're hungry and that's normal. Um, but it's really important to go through like a little bit of a checklist with yourself and make sure that you're ready to go in for the, into like a dieting phase, not just because it's getting warmer and you're wearing less clothes and you want to sort of like lose that body fat it's it's about making sure that you're physically and mentally actually ready for that yeah that's so good just to have those checklists and always check in with yourself but Mm. all I know is you know I'm proud of who I was five years ago or whatever when I was quite thin and and that's fine but I'm I'm so used to me now and I feel healthy and my hormones you know Mm. and I get all that that womanly feeling and uh you know it's it's a hard it was very hard and and you've been through it too you know we're what 10 kilos more heavier than our previous or our first show or who we used to be but you just got to own who you are no matter you know male female whatever just own who you are in that point of time in your life and that is just sort of the best way to go about it like I don't always focus on how I look I say how am I feeling how my Mm. hormones you know am I fertile like all of those other things am I able to have a good time um all of those other goals as well like sort of your own mental checklist to really focus on rather than how do I look yeah, absolutely. And even for myself, like over the next few months, I've got like a few weddings, few trips away. And I've already scheduled out like when I'm going to push a bit harder, when I'm going to have a refeed and like making sure, again, you know what works for you. Because in the past, I probably wouldn't have even thought like that. I'd have been like, just diet until you can't diet anymore. Whereas yep. now I'm like, no, I'm going to go away and I know that I want to enjoy myself. So I'm going to plan a refeed there. It means I can push a bit harder from this date to this date and whatever. You've still got to have strategy and you've still got to like zoom out um, rather than playing day by day. And yeah, it comes with experience. And if you don't know what to do, you get a coach. It's not about always knowing what to do. Um, It's also really important to make sure you have that structure as well. 
How good. I'm excited for what's to come. Yeah, me too. It's fun. We'll have to, we'll have, now that uh, uh, we both know that we're both cutting it, we'll have to get yeah. a little bit of an update, accountability partner. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> what have I done? No, looking yeah. forward to it. It's going, we've got the boys involved too, so that's I, exciting. Yeah. Yep. They both don't post anything on social media. So no, nah, Paul's all right. I force him sometimes. He's getting better. But oh, oh, good times. No. It's a no-go. No. Get his Behind guitar the email. things back. Yeah, I know. I want his guitar posts. They're so I good. I know. I know. Or does he save them for you to serenade you? Yeah, just serenades me, to be honest. Um, good. No, he's quite good. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this little bit of a wrap-up. And, again, would love to hear your feedback from the Rewind episodes. Um, if you love it, even if it's just a review in general from previous episodes that you've enjoyed, um, let us know whatever platform you're on. You've got Spotify. Um, probably prefer you guys to be listening on there, to be honest, because we <laughs> love the end of the year wrap up uh, and obviously oh, yeah. that goes through the Spotify app as well but then you can easily leave um, reviews and stuff through there uh, too because in the past you couldn't it was only through the Apple app but now they've updated that so you can do it on Spotify uh, and then you can also do it on the Apple podcast app as normal so let us know what you're thinking of the podcast at the moment if you're loving it um, please let us know in the reviews and if you're enjoying the rewind episodes would love if you guys could share that uh, on your story um, tag us tag the podcast and yeah we're really excited to be able to put out more content uh towards the back end of the year and into 2023 yay double trouble thank you everyone <laughs>